All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And uh, for this episode, I had the pleasure a couple weeks ago of sitting down with Will Worthington, actually on a, on a Zoom call. But we got to talk about fishing, which is clearly his passion. When you hear this podcast, you will hear the excitement in Will's voice every time he mentions being out on the water, on, on a river, on a local pond. And um, I hope that I can be this excited about a certain type of hunting, fishing, or outdoor activity at some point in my life because this guy was just on fire for catching fish, peacock bass, uh, snakehead, you name it. He's just all about it um, in every avenue. And so I hope to get down to Florida at some point and fish with Will. I think it would be a good time. He could kind of show me the ropes about catching some of these awesome species in uh, his neighborhood and uh, we actually got back from our Florida vacation a little while ago. It, I didn't have the opportunity to get out and fish. We thought about it. I didn't have all the equipment that I needed with me because we just took a small car with our two kids and all of the beach gear. And so in the future, I hope to get down there and do some fishing, especially with Will. I think that would be a lot of fun. And uh, so, yeah, let's just dive right into this episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Like, he was doing things that were just badass. That was one of the coolest moments of my life. I was really scared, but knowing that Dan had the gun, I did have the rifle, like, we would be okay. All right, guys, welcome to today's show. And on the show with me today, I've got Will Worthington. And Will uh, Will and I connected just off of TikTok. He saw one of the videos that I posted and he reached out and talked about um, his service in the military a little bit and where he was stationed in Alaska. Um, he, he did a tour overseas for 18 months and I'll let him get into more of that. But Will, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit, uh, you were just sharing with me before we started recording about growing up in Panama and then moving, moving to the States and uh, eventually joining the military and getting to see more of the world. Yeah, well, you know, like you said, I, I was born in Panama, so I wasn't born in this country, which brings me to this point. I love this country. I, I love everything about it. I was gifted the biggest opportunity by God to move to this country, which most people dream about. So I, you know, I'm, I'm taking this dream and I'm running with it, baby. I cannot let this dream get away. You know, most people dream of this. And so I got the chance. So I'm going to make the most of it. But anyways, yes, I was born in Panama. I moved here to the, at the age of 11 years old. You know, I graduated high school and joined the military in 2003 at the age of 19. Um, I, I joined the infantry, which, you know, I, if I would have known what I was getting into, I definitely would have not joined the infantry. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's, uh, it gets serious. You know, when you get sent to war, it gets serious. But I got deployed in 2005. Uh, I did a, a total of an 18 months in combat and in infantry there. Uh, we were in five different cities. Uh, some of the cities that I was in, just uh, off the top of my head, I mean, that was a, lo- a really long time ago. You're talking about 2005. We were in Baghdad, which was the biggest city, Mosul, Rabia, Talafar, and the Sinjar Mountains. And uh, there was a lot of different other little cities that we were in that we were also in, but I just can't remember them all. Those are the major cities that I can remember. And, uh, but I did a lot of fishing and, and a lot, when I was stationed in Alaska, cause that was my first duty station. I did a ton of salmon fishing, halibut fishing, hiking and camping in the mountains in Alaska it was absolutely gorgeous. The, the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, if, if you ever have the chance to, to visit Alaska and fish out there and hunt out there, man, you gotta do it. Because before I moved to Florida, my choices were either move to Alaska or move to Florida. And the only 
kept me from moving back to Alaska after I got out of the military because my parents live in Pennsylvania. And that's a long plane ride. And back then, just being a new soldier of the Army, I wasn't about to pay $800, $850 ticket to yeah. go back between Pennsylvania and Alaska, you know, and I'm like, yep. you know, so, but here I am, I live in, in Florida and Palm Beach County. So thankful to live in Florida. I mean, this is an awesome state. Everything has opened up. I am so thankful for what we have here. I mean, it's amazing that, uh, you know, what's, what some other states are going through. And I don't want to get into that, but I'm very thankful to live here because now we're, we're fully open. I mean, it's, it's wonderful living in state. Yeah. Yeah. Florida is a beautiful place. We've been fortunate to go down a couple times and we'll be back there in about a week and a half. And I can't wait. I know my wife can't wait. She talks about it every day, being down at the beach, being able to just be out in the sun. And like you said, it's opened up. I mean, even last time we went, you didn't see people wearing masks everywhere. I mean, it was life as usual, hanging out at the at the restaurants outside on the beach and and just living life like you normally would anywhere right yeah i i just can't get enough of just it's it's a blessing man i just counter it as a blessing i thank god every day that he allows me to live here yeah. you know i really i really do i mean it's beautiful you have so much to do here i mean not even the fishing is just out of this world out of this world down here, whether it's pond fishing, deep sea fishing, or beach fishing, I mean, it's out of this world. I mean, peacock fishing, forget about it. These fish are amazing to catch, man. Are you kidding me? It's such an adrenaline rush. Yeah, I was actually just on a podcast before we started ours with another guy who's a big bass fisherman, but one of his, his I think he said his number one bucket list fish is a peacock bass. And I was like, man, that would be so cool to catch. Hopefully, I mean, maybe next week when I'm down there, I'll get one. Oh, man, listen, if you want to get a peacock, you need to go to a canal. But if you want to catch one right away, you need to put a minnow on there and throw it out there. And they're going to hit it immediately. Oh, immediately. I mean, I'm talking about first cast. All right. Awesome. But if you want to go the fake bait route, a nice white um, white popper. And you just rip that thing really hard through the water and they'll just crush it, man. And there are some big peacocks in these canals. And let me tell you what, they will peel your drag. Even though you have a set reel, they will peel that drag. They, they, I, it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. I mean, they seriously fight. They're a fighting fish. Yeah. Really aggressive too. Yeah. Man, I'm excited to try that now. I'm getting pumped. I want to, I'm going to definitely bring a popper down and, and get some minnows there at the store and go out after them. Oh, hell yeah. That You have to do it for sure. hundred percent. So tell me a little bit about your background then in fishing. How did you get started fishing? Well, uh, like I was telling you earlier, that's one of the things that I'm very grateful that my father w- was able to teach me at a young age. I mean, I think it started at five and it, it may have been earlier that he started teaching me. I just can't remember. I just, I can remember as far as five, like going down to the river and just like, you know, handline fishing. And we were just handline and we were just handline fishing. We would catch you know, all kinds of different sizes of fish. I, I can't remember exactly what kind of, what type of fish they were because I was so young, but he taught me how to handline fish. And he also taught me how to cast net and all kinds of stuff, crabbing, clamming. I mean, all this stuff in Panama. So I'm very thankful that he taught me all that because I'm able to carry that and teach that to my son and my daughter now. So. Yeah, that's cool. I've seen people doing the bait uh, ca- or the net casting for bait in that seems super. I mean, just watching videos of it, just like how it opens up and then they'll pull it in and there's a ton of fish, you know, in my mind, you'll catch a couple, but these people will bring in pounds of bait. Yeah, no, listen, we used to uh, throw a cast net 
when I used to live in Key West with my friend, we'd go out to the flats, you know, and the water would get maybe, you know, you like we're, you're like in a foot of water. And there's these things that they call pilchards, and they're like little sardines. And they're just by the thousands and hundreds of thousands. And like, you know, because the whales eat them and all kinds of stuff. And so they want to stay in the shallows where there's not too many predators. But we would go out there in the flats and we would throw cast net and just catch thousands of these pilchards and then go out into the into the ocean and we'd be fishing in like 100 150 foot up to 300 foot of water and we just take these pilchers by the buckets and dump them out live and what they would do is because they're looking for safety they will swarm around the boat right and guess what when they swarm around the boat other big fish see that and oh. big fish come to the boat you don't even got to do anything they just come <laughs> to the boat you're hooking the, the pilchers you're throwing it out there. You're like, boom, every single cast, man. You're setting that hook and you're catching. You, there's no telling where you're going to catch because fishers, fishers come. I've hooked onto Marlin, Bonitas, you know, um, tuna. I mean, oh, fish that I didn't even knew existed. It's Jeez. awesome. Man, yeah. that sounds so awesome. We've, we've talked about actually, we went to Alaska a couple of years ago and absolutely loved it. Uh, we tried to go after halibut didn't catch any but we caught salmon we caught rockfish um we caught uh lingcod and absolutely loved it i'm actually going back there in august and we're going to do some halibut fishing again but we keep talking about living there part of the year and then living in florida part of the year because those are the two places like my wife loves the beach she also loves the mountains and alaska is like my dream home but i wouldn't mind taking a break from that and coming coming down and soaking up the sun and catching other types of fish also yeah man i don't blame you alaska it was a really hard choice for me as far as where i wanted to live you know uh, it's just i just fell in love with it the mountain just the, the view the food the salmon forget about the salmon because it's like from the ocean onto your plate you know what i mean yep. so it's amazing um and i was a huge snowboarder when i lived out there i was a huge snowboarder until i moved to florida and then yeah. <laughs> and then I, and then i turned into a Man, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but I I did so much snowboarding in Alaska. It was incredible. I mean, every time that we would get off duty, I would be in the mountains, either fishing or snowboarding, depending on the time of year. And some parts of Alaska, you can snowboard and fish, and you know, all year round. So, <laughs> man, I mean, Alaska, it's just an amazing place. Just amazing. I don't know how far where have you been in Alaska, but I've been, you know, all the way from Anchorage all the way to Fairbanks, to the North Pole. I mean, I've been all over Alaska, not only training, but fishing and snowboarding. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, we just went, we flew into Anchorage, but then from there we flew down to Kodiak. And so we were down on Kodiak Island and that's where we did oh. all of our hunting and fishing and stuff. And that's where I'm going back to again this year is Kodiak. So tell me a little bit about that. Tell me about the fishing in Alaska, because that. I didn't get yeah, to well, experience all of it, but some of it that I did was unbelievable. Well, let me tell you, if, if you get a chance, uh, you say you're going to be down in Kodiak, is that where you're going to be? Yeah, Kodiak. I don't know much. I don't know anything about Kodiak because I've never been to that, that part of Alaska, but I know like the Anchorage area very well because I spent a year living in Anchorage there. There is uh, about, about, I would say, 45 minutes to an hour outside of Anchorage. There is a place called Prince William Sound. Okay. There's where I went halibut fishing a few times and I went salmon fishing a few times. 
when the salmon are running, and I can't exactly remember when the salmon start running, but we went during the middle of the salmon run. I, I am not even kidding you. I saw whales, sea lions, all kinds of stuff out there. Even even now, those cold water sharks. I don't even know what those cold water sharks are called. We saw one of them. And every time you cast your line into the water, a, a lot like here, like in Florida, I'm telling you, you would hook on to some big salmon. I mean, massive. You're talking about king salmon. You have the regular silver salmon, the, the red salmon. You know, I, I, don't, I don't know all the different names of the salmon, but the, my favorite was to catch was the king salmon. They are the ones that give you the biggest fight. I mean, and they're like this big, <laughs> you know, like on every single cast. I mean, we, uh, it, just, it was just an amazing experience. You know, we rented our own boat and we were just like, let's go. And it was like, follow us. And we were every, we must have brought home like 30 to 40 fish. Oh, wow. Yeah, was, we did. We did salmon fishing in the rivers during the run. And from what I understand, it's like every other year you get new, new salmon that come up. Like every two years they come up and spawn. And uh, we were all over the silvers. I mean, they were everywhere. And I caught a ton. I didn't, I wasn't able to catch king salmon, but I think this year that's what we're going to go after primarily. Oh, what yeah. A- definitely, definitely should go after the king. I, I think that regulation on king is one per person, but hey, you got you and your wife, you got two right there. Yeah. And tell you, all you need is one because they will fight you. <laughs> yeah. they, and they are fun. I, I, it is amazing. A hundred percent. You should definitely do it. Yeah. What a, Tell me a little bit about the halibut fishing because we weren't successful in catching any. What does that look like? Is that different? Are you using the same bait, different bait? Well, no, you're basically when it comes to halibut, you know, halibut are flat. They're a flat fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have to bottom fish those, those fish. Okay. So what we did, we, we weren't experts on it. Obviously we just got in the military. We got stationed in Alaska. That's another blessing. God, God has really blessed me, man. From the time I was born to here, uh, I'm just, I'm just very grateful. But yeah. uh, when we got out there, we, um, we, we hired a boat captain, you know, we, and he took us out and he, he showed us like how to do it. So, I mean, they, you, you can use whatever type of, it has to be a, a fish, some yeah. type of, some type of fish you cut up. I forget because you were talking about back in 2000 and 2004. So I can't really remember, but you take a piece of fish, you put a big weight on it because there's a lot of current out there mm-hmm. and you drop it way down to the bottom, to the, to the very bottom. I mean, you may be fishing in three, 400 foot of fish. I mean, foot of water. Yeah. Because you're really, really deep water. And uh, you sit and wait. It's just a sit and waiting game. You're out there. You're anchored up, and you're just sitting and waiting for these fish to bite. And the biggest halibut I ever caught, uh, caught was a 100-pound halibut. That was a massive fish. And I can't even sit here and tell you that I reeled it in myself because it was so hard to reel in that I had to rotate with two of my other buddies. It was three of us. And it took us like an hour and a half <laughs> between three of us to reel the sand because I'm telling you, my lower back was in such excruciating pain reeling this monster in incredible incredible oh man i cannot wait i'm getting so pumped so we the first time i went we went with some friends that were stationed at the coast guard base in kodiak and so we got to take coast guard boat out um did some fishing but now uh this trip i'm actually going with a friend of mine and his son and we're going to go up there and we've got a halibut charter that we're going out on. So this guy's just taking us out. And so, I mean, he knows 
all the ins yeah. and outs, but I'm just kind of curious. I like to know how it all works. And I knew there were flatfish that hung out on the bottom. Um, but I saw some, it was funny at the docks, like where they clean and flay all the fish, you could see like the carcasses left over from these halibut. And some of them were like the size of a coffee table. I mean, they were huge. I can't oh, imagine. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's just massive, massive fish. Um, can't, one second. Babe, they're, they're just very massive fish. I think you've done there. Sorry, I apologize. No, no, um, you're good. They're very massive fish. And uh, I mean, we hooked onto another fish while we were up there. We could not, we couldn't even pull it. We couldn't even pull it. It was just taking drag. Everyone would take drag and you couldn't pull it. And the captain, the captain had to get into it and help us out. And we could not pull it. And it just kept to eventually snap the line. Oh my goodness. You have no idea or how big that fish could have been. Because it, I mean, you're talking about followers, followers, including the captain. Oh my goodness, man. That's getting me so excited. I can't oh. wait to go up there and try it. And maybe I'll start doing like lower back workouts to get myself ready for it. No, I'm telling you, you have to, you got to get yourself ready for it. Cause I wasn't ready for it. I was never, I've never experienced anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's like catching a, a a Goliath grouper down here. Okay, it's it's, it's equivalent or even better, or or actually maybe worse. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. <laughs> but it's like catching a Goliath grouper. Well, you just can't. It's just like you're pulling up a car. Yeah. Well, I you know? I know with like most fish, you know, they've just got the fin on the back, like their tail fin is, is what they are powered with. With a halibut do they move like a stingray almost like they use the whole outside of their body to move? Right. So they swim, they swim flat yeah. and then they stop and they blend into the ground. They, they swim like a stingray. Exactly like that. Okay. Yeah. So I can imagine the drag on that thing when it's trying to swim away. It's like not aerodynamic at all. I mean, you're really just pulling dead weight. It would seem like. Like a flat table. It's like pulling a flat table that weighs 400 pounds. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine pulling a flat table and you got all this water pushing down on it. That's exactly what it is. It's crazy. Oh, man. I cannot wait. So if you had to say, like, what your favorite type of fishing is, what would it be? Oh, my gosh. See, now you're going to kill me. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's, 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 I, would have to, I would have to say trolling, deep sea fishing. I would have to yeah. say that. What it's a so in deep sea fishing if you could say like hey i'm gonna catch this fish like this would make my day or make you know my year what fish would it be in deep sea fishing oh it's a sailfish okay oh yeah sailfish oh my god there's so much fun talk about a, a fun fight fun fun fight i mean i i caught a sailfish but i never got to reel it in all the way because uh the, the line just snap, magically snaps during these things you know i mean it yeah. sucks but that happens, but I, when you hook onto a sailfish, it's just a fun fight. And you know what makes it fun? Because they jump out of the water, and you see them jumping out of the water. You know, as you're trying to fight, and they don't do it once or twice. They keep doing it and keep doing it, and you're just reeling, and nothing is taking drag, and you're reeling. And even though the boat is following you, you know, following the fish, you can reel it in faster. He still feels drag, and keeps peeling and keeps peeling. But you know the thing that the best part about deep sea fishing is that yes, you can target fish and marlin and stuff like that but if you just go out trolling you can catch anything nice. you can catch, there's no telling on what you're gonna catch it's whatever hits your line yeah you, know, you could catch one 
mako sharks that swim really fast or you can catch a, a gigantic tuna yeah Whoa. oh sorry one second i'm just gonna uh deny this call here oh that's all right oh i'm back uh, okay Perfect. there you go yeah so yeah i mean that, that's why i like deep sea fishing because you get such such a adrenaline rush out of it when you're just you know chilling drinking a beer and all of a sudden you hear this you know, line going out and that fish just hit that line and you're just like, oh my God, it's on, you know? Yeah. And the best part is when two or three lines go at the same time. Oh, man. <laughs> That's the best part because everybody's reeling fish, you know? Yeah. Man, I, I can't imagine that. So with that, are you hooked into like the harness belt system? You can be. It's your choice. If you're fighting a marlin, you're definitely going to be hooked on to the harness. Yeah. Uh, but there's times that, you know, that they hit the line and you don't know what it is and you pick it up and you're like, Whoa! <laughs> you know, yeah. and then, you know, they help you out. But so, so, it, it, so do you go out with friends then, or are you like going out on a charter, like with a fishing guide or how do you go about doing it? Well, yeah, yeah charter. Um, uh, I, I do a lot of land fishing here. A lot of land fishing. I mean, I thought two, three times a day I'm out there fishing just because I just love it so much. And I just launched my TikTok, you know, yeah. uh, I got to the where, like, I, I love what I do for a living. I mean, I really do. I love what I do for a living, but I want to follow my passion. I want to follow my dreams. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't want to feel like I'm working. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what made me start my own, uh, my own TikTok and my own YouTube so I could so I could do what I want for a living yeah. because if people are doing it. Why not? And I was gifted with the opportunity to live here, to live here in the United States and make that dream come true. So I'm sitting here and thinking to myself, I'm like, why not? Why? You've been thinking about doing this for a long time. You always talk about it and you never do anything about it. I'm like, you're in the, the, the land of opportunities. Oh, you, it's your passion. Just start it. And that's why I started it. And then that's what started the whole thing. And yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Um, yeah, with TikTok and stuff, it's like there's no telling what's going to take off. And especially with catching fish like sailfish or goliath grouper or like even just land fishing out there, catching peacock bass, I feel like you could get a ton of people that want to watch that, uh, especially if you go live. I mean, going live would be awesome to see you hook into something like that and you're watching it as it happens. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I definitely want to get to that point, um, you know, since I just launched it. Uh, I just really haven't been able to to schedule a fishing trip. Uh, you know, I, I think I've launched my TikTok uh, maybe 17 days ago. Oh, wow. You know, my YouTube channel maybe um, a month ago. But with all that being said, oh, my God, I got so many views and likes on some of my, some of my videos, like 26,000, 30,000, 40,000. My son has 40,000 views on his. Unbelievable. I'm like, oh, my God, maybe this is going to happen for me. And it gives yeah. me the motivation pushes me to keep going and and if if it doesn't happen you know what it doesn't matter because i'm really enjoying myself doing it i love it i love being out there by myself in this amazing state weather imagine fishing down here during winter dude it's amazing i'm in shorts and a t-shirt and like, you know what i mean february yeah it doesn't get any better than that like it's amazing to live here Yeah, that's so cool. And I love what you were talking about um, before the show or before the recording started um, teaching your son how to fish, because I talk about that to people all the time. Like the evolution of an outdoorsman is like you find something uh, that's challenging and you do it to the best of your ability. And then maybe you find the next thing that's even more challenging. But at some point, 
Um, you know, whether it's just someone, you know, that doesn't know how to do it or your own kid, once you start teaching people how to do it, it changes everything. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that. Listen, I have friends now that uh, don't even know how to fish. Uh, for example, my, my sister's boyfriend, he's, he said he's gone fishing in a past, but he couldn't remember. I mean, he didn't even know how to tie a hook, which mm-hmm. is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, cause if, if like you said, if they don't, somebody doesn't teach you how to do it, he's never going to know. Yeah. But I'm amazed. Some of my friends that I have still do not know how to fish because they look at my TikTok or my YouTube and be like, how do you, I never, I never fished in my life. I'm like, how is that possible? I mean, it's so much fun. You would fall in love with it. So I took my sister's boyfriend out fishing and he caught a massive bass. And guess what? He does almost all the time now. He goes fishing. Yep. <laughs> you know, so I taught him how to tie a hook and all kinds of stuff. And now he goes fishing on his own. He calls me, Hey, Will, Hey, you got, are you, are you off today? What time are you getting home? Let's go fishing. You know? So, you know, we, it's just a lot of fun. I, and I'm so happy that I'm teaching my son how to do that. I am blessed that I get to teach him. And, and not, not my son, my daughter also loves it. So I'm also getting to teach her. Now, she doesn't love it, my son, but she still enjoys catching fish, let me tell you. That yeah. girl loves some fish. She's like, Daddy, hook another one for me so I can reel it. You know? <laughs> oh, she yeah. loves it. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Very blessed. Yeah, we took, we took our kids up to Michigan uh, this past summer. And we visited friends up there and their neighbor just had their own private pond. And so we took them out fishing and oh my goodness, their eyes just lit up when we reeled the first fish in and then they wanted to do it. And we had all these, we had like these little Paw Patrol rods and like minion rods and we were casting those out for them. And all of a sudden a fish would get hooked and they're reeling it in. And I mean, every one of them, they caught a fish and they were just like, their mind was blown. It was like a kid in a candy store. And then probably about an hour in, they kind of got distracted. And I looked over and it was our two kids and our friend's two kids. And they're putting the worms that we're using as bait on each other's heads. <laughs> and I was like, okay, at least they all caught a fish and had fun. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Hey, let me tell you what. Uh, we we literally, we don't have a pond in our backyard, but on the other side of the street here, like I'm talking about like literally like maybe 30 yards, 40 yards on the other side of the street, there's a pond. And we got a fish down here called a Mayan chichilla. Have you ever heard of this fish? No. A- well, these Mayan chichillas are invasive to Florida, much like the iguanas and the pythons that you find here. My son is trying to grab my attention. <laughs> well, these Mayan chichillas, that, that's another reason they brought up the peacock bass. The peacock bass got brought in from Brazil in the 1980s to fight the Mayan chichilla population because there was okay. canals and ponds were being overrun by these fish. So they introduced the peacocks down here and now the peacock are thriving and that's why it's such a bucket fish because normally you have to travel to the amazon to go fishing for that oh you yeah. know you can get like 20 30 pounds they're big fish oh man you know massive so um anyways uh the, the mind you chill it is it, it's a fun fish to catch i mean it's an exotic looking fish and these you know normally they can get like that but we go to the back pond and I just put a little bread on the hook. I give my little the, the rod to my son and my daughter, and they just throw it out there. And you're hooking to manchichillas every single time. Not to mention tilapia. There's a lot of tilapia here. In fact, the other day I was fishing with my son out there, and I caught a tilapia like that. Now I put that video on my TikTok and nice. on my well. So yeah, yeah I mean, the pond, every pond down here is just. 
just filled to the teeth with fish. I mean, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out your videos on there because I, I love watching when kids get excited about fishing or the outdoors in general. Um, my, my little ones, they know that I go hunting all the time. I've taken my son out. He, he would carry his cork gun with. He had a little lever action cork gun, and I was just sh- shooting my shotgun for doves one time, but I let him come out with me. And the other morning we were sitting at breakfast and there were three flies in the, in the kitchen and they both looked at me and they go, dad, we've got to hunt these flies. And so they went and got their Nerf guns and we walked around the house just trying to shoot the flies with the Nerf guns. But it's like every chance they get, they want to be outdoors fishing or hunting or doing something fun like that. That is the best. Best, honestly, I mean, having my kids have changed my life for the better. I, I am so blessed to have kids that love sports and the outdoors and fishing. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I am blessed. Blessed yeah. that they don't want to be stuck on stuck on the phone or whatever it is. So yeah, well, yeah, and you're in a perfect place for them to be outside all the time. So that's cool. Um, so when you're fishing all these fish, like I don't know much about like the peacock bass or the Mayan chinchillas or even sailfish, like of all those fish, are you bringing them home and eating them? Or are you doing catch and release mainly? Well, it's so funny you ask me that question. A lot of people ask me that question. No, I, I like to do catch and release only because, oh man, I just don't, I mean, when you hunt the ultimate animal, you don't like to kill other animals, if you can understand that. Oh yeah, that makes sense. No, so I, I unless I know I'm going to eat it, I'll, I'll bring it home. Right. So I, 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 I have not yet brought home a fish from freshwater. You know, I haven't brought one of those home, but I've brought fish from the ocean home. But okay. when I'm out there hooking, doing it for the fun, and because I, I just love the sport. I just yeah. love that the adrenaline rush, just hooking on to and having it be a big snakehead. You know, we got a massive snakehead down here. There's another amazing fish to catch that's also invasive to Florida, but there is no other fish that will eat the snakehead because the snakehead is just basically like king of the jungle type of deal, you know, like uh, much like a peacock bass down here. Snakeheads yeah. are you just 25 pound, 40 pound snakeheads, man. They get massive and they look like a snake. It's yeah. crazy. crazy. Yeah. All of these crazy fish, fish. It's cool hearing you talk about all these fish. Cause I mean, I've watched a bunch of the fishing shows and river monsters and all that stuff. And they go through and they catch all of these fish. Like you said, in canals in the middle of Florida, like, you know, where you wouldn't think, like, there are these fish swimming around in the water right now, and they're catching them left and right. Yeah, and they're, and you know what? They're in every canal, every fishing pond. And they're just, it's everywhere, but it's only a small box. There, I think it goes up to, like, maybe, like, the north end of uh, Palm Beach County, all the way down to Miami-Dade County, and, and between you have Broward County. So there is, there is, like, a box where you will find these fish like outside that box and then it becomes rare to find them because they're they're a tropical amazon fish you know they're not gonna thrive in in water that gets real cold so they're basically down here and 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 really the the south florida part of florida yeah so i'm wondering then because we're going to be south of tampa when we come down are they going to are there going to be fish like that in the canals down there I, I can't speak for that area because I've okay. never been up, but there could be a chance. Yeah. I can't know. I mean, throw your line out there, man. You know, catch something. Go out yeah. there and get hot. You, you, 
pull a 30 pound snakehead out of there. You oh, know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. That's the one thing I'm like around here, we're catching bass and stuff. And it's like, you catch them and you put your thumb in their lip and you unhook them and stuff. I'm like, man, do you have to have like a whole set of tools just to get your hook back? Yeah. 100%. You do not want to stick your finger in a snakehead's mouth. No. You do not. You, <laughs> he's not going to chomp it off, but you're going to get sliced really good. Let me tell you. Oh, right? yeah. So you have a hook extractor. You okay. Got, you must have a hook extractor. But you're not going to want to stick your finger on a snake's mouth if you catch one. Now, the peacock bass is, is more like the bass. You can stick your finger in there. They're going to scratch a little bit more than a bass. Yeah. But you hold them. And normally what I like to do is hold the peacock bass by the gill. Okay. Either I hold it by the gill or I hold them by the side of the mouth. Because they don't have any teeth on the side of the mouth. So I hold yep. them by the side of the mouth. So they don't – because we'll scrape you and cut you more than the bass will. Okay. That's good to know. Man, I'm going to have to – uh rewatch this the day i go out fishing so i've got all this good information <laughs> man listen you're more than welcome to reach out to me anytime man. i love talking about this stuff like i breathe and live i mean i fish two to three times a week i just go out there on my own and spend two to three hours while my dog my uh, wife and my kids are riding horses somewhere you know yeah uh, I, I like horses i'm not much of a horse person we got horses you know so they go to her, her parents where we keep our horses and uh you know they they enjoy that so hey they enjoy that. I'm going to enjoy myself going fishing. So I'm doing fishing all the time for everything. I fish for everything. Yeah. Do you have, do you have like a dream uh, fishing trip that if you could go out at like not counting money or anything, is there a specific one that you want to go after that you haven't been able to yet? A specific fish. I want, I want to cut, I want to catch a big guard. I haven't caught a guard yet. Oh Yeah. And listen, we got guard down here all over the place, and they I've actually gotten bites from gars, but for some reason, they're just a really, really hard fish to catch. I, I don't know what it is about setting the hook on a gar, but it's extremely hard. And they're massive also. They get just as I mean. You've seen the guard. Mm -hmm. shows how big they get. Oh, yeah. Are you? And that's, that's not, I wouldn't say a dream fish, but a, a fish that I really want to catch really bad. Um I don't necessarily have a dream fish just because I wanted to catch them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just all of them. Check them off the list one at a time. Right, check them all off the list, man. I want to go to the Amazon and catch the the big peacocks they got down there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, we've we've actually got the world record gar. We've got the replicate mount in the Bass Pro Shop here in the town I live in, and it's huge. I think it's like eighty. I want to say it's like eighty three inches long. And I mean, it's like a log. It's like this big around and like longer than I can reach end to end. I can't imagine hooking into something like that, especially those things look mean, you know? Oh, well, I call alligator guard for a reason. You know? I mean, look at those. I mean, that's something that you definitely don't want to stick your hand in. You know what I mean? So oh, yeah. definitely have a hook extractor for that. Uh, but I mean, I really want to catch one really bad and they're just a hard fish to catch I, and i don't know i've tried minnows that bit they bit onto my minnows right and i just can't set the hook and they bite onto i was fishing with a snake the other day and he hit it so hard and i set the hook and it was like i never set the hook he just like swam away like like it was nothing i'm like oh, i just man. don't understand i just don't get it you know and i was yeah. fishing with a snake and it had two treble hooks on it it was crazy that's, yeah that's wild man yeah I, you know, maybe I need to meet somebody that's caught these fish before because I can't catch them, even though they bite my hook. Yeah. 
Yeah, I've watched videos of them. I know a lot of people around here go bow fishing for them. And they'll go out at night with all the lights on the outside of their boat. And they'll have, you know, the bow with an arrow hooked to the line. And that's the way I've seen most people fish for them. But I don't know. I don't even know the first thing to go after them with, you know, if I'm just using a rod and reel. Yeah, you know, I've seen what you're talking about. But I, I can't give you any, any knowledge, I mean, any advice or any tips on that. Because I just, I, I not catch it it's been such an elusive fish so i've made it my goal to catch one of these when i go out especially because i like to sight fish them because that's the best way to do it yeah because they're just such an aggressive fish that you throw anything in front of them and they're gonna hit that they're gonna hit it hard yeah you know so um try sight fish for them and because they're everywhere down here but i just haven't been able to catch it i don't know i'm gonna have to maybe look up a youtube video and tell them how to really catch up the bar because i just haven't been able to do it yeah, we caught, we went down to a river in Arkansas last summer, me and a couple friends, we were going floating um, in canoes and kayaks. And I remember we went down to the river at night, we got there, it was late, but it was so hot out. So we went down in, in the river to cool off. And we just had our headlamps on. And all of a sudden, right at our feet was a gar that was probably about this big. It was a needle nose gar. And my buddy, Tony, he goes, Hey, get, get in between it and the open water. Cause it was kind of in rapids and he walks right. over and he just hand grabs this little gar. It was about that big. I've got a picture of it. I'll have to post it on TikTok or on Instagram or something. It was awesome. <laughs> a video of it. I, I don't know if I have a video or if it's just a picture of it, but I definitely uh -huh. have, it's one of the one or the other, but, uh, yeah, we, we grabbed it and we were just looking at it like, man, this is so cool. And then we let it go. I think it was a, I think it was a needle nose gar. So it wasn't the alligator gar, but it looked uh, very similar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, either way, that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, so is, is you said you've done hand line fishing and then you've done rod and reel fishing. Is there any other types? Have you ever gone like spear fishing or. Um, I, I have been going spear fishing, but I've been on the boat with people that were spear fishing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be flat out honest. I'm afraid of spear fishing. All right. Because you got to go into deep water, right? If you want to catch the big ones. Yeah. It comes to that, you know, you, you, you hit the fish. The fish is going to make that motion where it's hit. And guess what comes after that? Shark. Sharks. And I don't want to mess with that, man. I got kids. I love my life. I love fishing. I love that I'm pursuing my dream. I love my job that I have now. You know, I don't, I just don't need to get, I, I don't need any problems with that. So I, I leave that stuff alone. Yeah. Yeah. That's one thing that I, I've always wanted to do, but I feel like if I was in that moment and like got down in the bottom and all of a sudden there's sharks swimming around, I might second guess if I really want to be down there doing it. I'm telling you, man. And I've seen some videos of people spear fishing where they just have some really bad run-ins with sharks, man. And that thing scares me. And uh, one of the things that I got to tell you that I really liked doing was uh, uh, doing uh, lobster trapping in Key West. Oh yeah, just lobster fishing. All right, with like the nets and like the you know the the little like uh, loop thing that you pull tight. Yeah. All that. And let me tell you what happened one time. We were out there catching lobsters, and we were probably maybe. 20 foot of water, 15 foot of water. So it wasn't very deep. And just two bull sharks out of nowhere just appear and just start swimming around us while we were, and we were talking, we we're maybe like 20, 30, oh, so we weren't very far, but holy, holy crap, man. Let me tell you what, I've never felt my heart pound like that 
before. Oh, yeah. That was so scary. All right. I never swam so fast in my life trying to get back on. The- That's why I never did the spear fishing because after that experience, man, that ruined it for me. That severely yeah. ruined it. Now, I went back out and did lobster fishing, but it had to be, you know, 10 foot of water. You know, even though they can still come in 10 foot of water, but you feel a little bit safer because you're closer to the reef. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens. You can climb on the reef or whatever, you know, because Key West is full of reef. Yeah. And that's beautiful. Have you never been to Key West? You have to go down there and at least take a snorkel trip around the boat or whatever, you know, and, and experience that because it's, it's beautiful to live and just to not to only live, but just to visit it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to go lobster fishing. <clears throat> The only thing I've done similar to it was uh, crawdads. So we catch crawdads or crayfish or crawfish, whatever you want to call them. <clears throat> you know, just a little little lobster looking deals. And those things are tasty. I can't imagine catching a fresh lobster and cooking it up. Oh, my gosh. We used to do that all the time. I mean, when lobster season, that's, that's what you do. You know, you go out there, you catch your lobster, you cook it up. I mean, you're talking about your... That, that meal is what at the store, you know, easily 20 bucks not uh, at a restaurant at the store. You know, you go to a restaurant, you pay all that, you know, all that money when you can just go out, catch it yourself. Even here where I live, you can still go out and do that. I just, uh, I haven't done that one. I don't have a friend with a boat, <laughs> right? Yeah. But eventually I'm going to own my own boat. Nice. And so, um, uh, and also I don't know, I don't know much about the reef here and 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 west and boca raton where i live and so I, and I haven't been out there so and i don't know what area to go in so that's one of one of the reasons i haven't done lobster fishing because i don't know anybody to, to show me yeah man well maybe one day i'll make a trip down there and we can learn it together because that sounds like a lot of fun you, hey you're more than welcome man i'll take you snakehead fishing peacock fishing i guarantee you you'll have a fishing on your line in no time man no- that sounds yeah i can't wait i'm I've always been a hunter. I've always liked fishing, but I've never been super into it. But the more I hear about these other types of fish to catch, the more excited I get about it. And I, I can't wait to be down there and fishing here in a week and a half. Oh, man, you're, you're going you're gonna to really love it. I mean, this place is amazing. I mean, there's, there's no telling what you're going to pull out of that canal in that pond. You know, it could be a bass or it could be a 20 pound snakehead. Yeah. You know, or peacock. I mean, if you really want to, if you really want to target the peacock, I suggest you get a, a popper, a white popper. I don't know why they like white poppers, and especially if it's got a bright colored tail, like a okay. uh, like a, a green or a tail, and just and just let that rip. Sorry, my son is over here. Oh, that's and just right. let that let that popper rip through the. Just keep ripping it, and and those fish are so aggressive that they will they will hit that line no yeah. matter what. Man. So, <clears throat> I can't wait. So what kind of, what kind of rod and reel are you using for those? Just a normal bass rod? Yeah, I have uh well, well, you know, are you familiar with Luz Mac 2? Yep. That's the one I have. I have the green Luz Mac 2. Okay. And I use a uh, 20 pound line on there with a uh, 20 pound uh, leader. Okay. Four fluorocarbon leader on there. Yep. And that's what, that's what I'm using right now. And I, let me tell you what, I love that setup. I love that fishing combo from Luz. My, uh, from Luz. It's, it, I wish I would I, I don't need any other rod. I have, no. I have one and I have the, uh, the open face, uh, the pearl. Are you familiar with the pearl? Yep. So that one you can take in freshwater and saltwater. And that's what I'm using down here. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I've got a couple rods here. I'll have to look at what I've got and what kind of line I have, but I might just have to restring them. 
And then my buddy's got a surf rod that I might bring down with me to try and do some fishing off the beach and see what I can catch out in open water. Okay. Oh man, for sure. You definitely, you definitely want to get uh, at a minimum of 10 pound line braided, okay. braided. They will snap you. They will snap you in a heartbeat. Yeah. You fish down here, dude, the, 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 um, the, the snakeheads, first of all, they have teeth like no other, all right? They'll snap that line really, really quick if you don't have a braided line and a leader on there, all right? At a minimum of 10-pound line braided for either Power Pro or um, Spider Wire with a 20-pound fluorocarbon on there, and uh, that's exactly what, you know, at the minimum. If anything, 20, 30-pound braided. Okay. That, I just, I, I was fishing 10-pound braided, but yep. I was getting a little bit too much more than I like so I, I'm, I'm upgrading to 20 pound braided and I'm still going to keep the 20 pound uh, fluorocarbon leader on it because that thing hasn't snapped on me at all so yeah yeah Man. definitely definitely re reline your your stuff yeah I'm going to do that I'm going to I'll have to stop at Bass Pro today and see what they've got there and uh maybe get my rig set up and ready to go because now that you've talked to I mean I was so excited about like beach fishing and now I'm like, man, I want to go to those canals. I want to catch a peacock bass. I want to catch a snakehead. That sounds so fun. Well, let me tell you what. I would not be surprised if you end up liking canal and pond fishing better than the, the, the beach. I'm not saying the beach is not going to be fun because that's yeah. going to be hard. But, man, I'm telling you, it's just a different experience of being able to catch just a gigantic fish out of a canal that, I mean, and not to talk about, there's catfish there too, that will hit yeah. that, you know, a spinner or whatever. If you're fishing a minnow or like a, um, a soft, uh, soft bait or something like a crawdad, they'll hit yep. that. I hear a big too, you know? So I wouldn't be surprised if you end up liking the pond and canal fishing more than the beach fishing. Based on the action, it sounds like I might. I think uh, the only thing I, I saw a guy catch a couple sharks when I was down there last time on the beach and i was like man that seems so cool just to say like i caught a shark you know and i think yeah. what he did he went out and caught a bunch of angel or of ladyfish and he cut them up and then used that as bait and then caught the sharks on that and i was like man to catch the bait in order to catch the big ones that seems like a good time <laughs> well, well essentially that's that's what i do down here too so when i don't have live minnows what i do is Mind your chillage, right? Have to be controlled. So they brought in the peacock. So you go out there, you catch little baby mind your chillage, put them on your hook, throw them right back out there in the same pond. You talk about same pond, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And you, 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 you're going to hook on to a big peacock because peacock, they absolutely love mind your chillage. I mean, that is the number one bait that I can recommend that you're guaranteed to catch a peacock is a live baby mind your chillage. It will rip your line within like 30 seconds. Oh, man. Rip it. 30 seconds. So rip oh. that line. Now I just want to be out of this garage and out on the water fishing. You, you've got me pumped up. Like, I love how excited you are. Like, your energy is like transferring to me about this. Man, because I just love it, man. I'm really passionate about this. That's why I told you, like, I really, I want to do this for a living. Like, why not? Other people are doing it. Yeah. You know? And, why not me? It's not like I don't love my job now because I have my own business. I'm a Parkinson therapist, trainer, you know, so I work with people that really do need the help, you know? Yeah. But, and I love doing that, but that's not, that's not really 
passion, what I really love is just being out there in the outdoors and just fishing and just being surrounded by the trees and mother nature and the sound of the water, you know, now down here is a little bit tough because, you know, I'm doing urban fishing, man. I'm fishing next to the, I'm, not, I'm fishing next to the 95, which is a busy highway down here. Yeah. I'm fishing next to the turnpike. I mean, you got fishing holes everywhere. You could go out. I could drive 20 minutes and I could be in the Everglades, fishing the Everglades. I love fishing the Everglades, man. There is no telling what you're going to catch in the Everglades. Because there's a ton of fish out there. I mean, and but one thing you have to be careful is you don't get eaten by a gator. Yeah. Right? Everywhere you go down here, man, I see, I see a gator all the time. I post them on my on my, uh, on my my TikTok, gators. Yeah. Because you know? they just, they'll just pop up. You're like, oh, shit, there's a gator right there, man. You know, yeah. I better back, I better back up. Because those things will take you. I mean, there's people, people have been taken here. There's, I mean, no joke. People got taken, uh, I think a lady in a town that was about, about an hour south from where I live got taken by a gator. That's a grown woman, man. A few years back in Disney, two years ago, a little kid got taken by a gator in Disney. Yep. You know, it happens. And they don't care what size you are. Look at, yeah. look at the size of the animals these things are eating. They'll eat massive animals. Yeah. So. <laughs> this is my son right here, my son Braden. Hey, how's it going? Hi. It's nice to meet you. Say, say thank you. You too. <laughs> That's my boy right there. Come here. You want to meet my daughter? It's my daughter right here. It's my daughter, Addison. Addison. Hi. Addison and Braden. Good to meet you guys. Girl, fisher boy. All they ask me is to do fishing. Nice. That's so cool. Man, you know, I'm telling I think I'm going to try to talk my wife into doing like a, an airboat tour through the Everglades is we just yeah. drove when we went last time we went from Naples over to West Palm beach and visited some friends there. And so we, we took that highway through and I was like, man, this place is crazy. Like I can see how you could get lost back in there, get eaten by a gator. And now you guys have so many pythons back there, but I'm like to be on an airboat and take the kids. I think they would love it. Oh my gosh. Absolutely, man. Air, I took my kids on an airboat ride when they were younger, so they didn't really, they didn't really get to, to get that excitement, but I definitely want to do that again because it's an amazing experience. I mean, it's the, it's the Everglades, man. Like, that's, that's insane, you know, the Everglades. I am 20 minutes away from the Everglades. So everywhere I go fishing, dude, I have to be so careful I don't get snatched up. So my rule of thumb for me is if I cannot see the bank, if I can't see the bank, I am not getting within 10 feet of that bank. Oh man, I'm doing it. Doing it. You yeah. know, sometimes it sucks because I gotta be fishing. Like, oh man, I'm so far away from the water. But yeah. at the same time, I love my life. You know, I don't want to lose it. So, oh, yeah, I feel like they need they need to make like a portable like wall or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that you can stake in so that they can't at least get you from the front. There you go. That should be your next invention. Sell it. Make money. There you go. Yeah, it'll just fold out. You put two stakes in the ground, and now you can fish all the way up to the water. And if a gator comes, it's just going to hit the wall instead. Yeah, I would say like a little box, you know, because they can get you, you know, from the sides. But oh, if yeah. You got a box you can step in. There we go. Now, now you're talking. Now you can go all the way to the edge and, and fish safely. Because, you know, some of the ponds are very clear, like uh, the pond I fished yesterday. Dude, you could see all the way through to the bottom. It was unbelievable. I couldn't believe it. I posted that on on um, on my TikTok, and it got like thirty thousand views in like two hours. It was unbelievable. That's cool. But the water, that, that pond water is so clear, and in some ponds, like you just cannot see the bottom. And yeah. those ponds that you have to be really careful because if you can't see that bottom, you don't know what's sitting on that edge. Yeah.
Yeah, that's something I'm going to have to be mindful of because coming from here, you know, you don't worry about anything. You might have snakes here and there, but they're small. And so like down there, I got to, I got to make sure I remember not to get caught up in the activity of fishing and actually be aware of where I'm at and the fact that there could be a gator right there. Yeah, because honestly, all that gator has to do is get a hold of your foot. It'll drag you in the water. And that's it, my friend. Yep. That's there's no fighting. How are you going to get that gator's jaw open? Now, one thing that was taught to me, because, you know, I, if that ever happens, is you got to stick your fingers in the eyeball of the gator. That, okay. That's that's going to save your life. Yeah. Your fingers as hard as you can into their eyeball and they will release their grip. Okay. Who's to say that when you're down there, you're going to remember that? Yeah, no kidding. Hopefully I'm never in that scenario. Right. I don't ever want to be in that situation. So I, I stay away from the bank, you know, because it's a serious, it's a serious issue down here. Yeah. Well, Hey, <clears throat> we're coming up on an hour here and uh, I want to give right. you a chance to share, uh, share your YouTube channel as well as your TikTok handle so that if any of the listeners want to come check out some of the videos that you're posting, they can. Yeah. Okay. So I'm on, on YouTube. I'm down, I'm on there as Urban Florida Fishing, and the same thing on TikTok. Urban Florida Fishing. Okay. All one word, no spaces or anything. Oh yeah. All, all one word. All okay. One word. And um, you know, uh, man, maybe maybe now you're making me second guess myself. Well, what I'll do, I'll I've got I've got your information, and so I'll post it with the podcast so that anybody who listens to it or I think I'm actually going to start doing these uh, podcasts as a YouTube channel as well. So I'll make sure to post all that information on there so people can find you. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I uh, I love helping people. I mean, like you said, it's your dream to be doing that stuff and you're sharing all your content online and social media is crazy. Things can blow up in a hurry and someone could notice you and like your stuff or all of a sudden you've got this following and you can do it full time now. So hopefully, hopefully you get to that point. That'd be awesome. Yeah, man. Listen, that is the goal of mine. I, I want to do what I love for a living. And let's say even if it doesn't happen, it's okay because I'm doing what I love. I'm not doing it because I, I want to. Yes, I'm doing it because I want to make money, but I'm doing it because I love it. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's okay. And I'm going to keep going till it happens. I'm never going to give up because you only lose when you quit. And I'm not okay. quitting. Yeah, I. uh I, de- I can say I talk to a lot of people about hunting and fishing in the outdoors, and you have an excitement for it that not many people have. I mean, y- I can tell you're so passionate about it and uh, your drive, like you said, to not give up and just to keep going like it's going to get you somewhere. I know it will. Yeah, it's a military mentality, man. You never give up. You know, you just keep pushing because when you're in combat, you just can't give up. Yep. You know, people, you can't give up no matter what happens. You know, I've lost you lost you lose friends. You know, things happen. You just have to keep pushing and just never give up because you you might not make it back. So I brought that mentality here to never give up, especially because I live in the greatest country in the world. And I was gifted this opportunity that not many people. I I didn't even speak English when I moved to this country. Zero English. You know, I was bullied in high school. But that's a whole different story. You know, uh, but I'm not going to I'm not going to throw this opportunity to waste. Let's, Let's just put it that way. Yeah, man, that's so cool. And I like what you just said, you know, it's not about the money or anything. It's about doing what you love. My wife and I, uh, a long time ago, we, we kind of adopted that mentality. Like we don't find success 
in the possessions that we have or the money we make, we find success in the amount of time we have to do what we love. And so that's what we've been going after. And we started a, a camper renovation business. So we renovate campers and RVs and that's allowed me now I'm finishing up one today and that's going to allow me to take the whole month off um, once that's done. And so we're going to go to South Carolina first and then down to Florida and then we're going out to Colorado and Utah, and we're so pumped about it. Oh, man, that's awesome. I, I, you know, I'm really happy for you. I hope you have a tremendous amount of success. You know, I, uh, I'm, glad, I'm, I'm happy that you have a family. I think when you have a family, your drive really goes up, right? Oh, I yeah. Mean, I, when I started my family with my wife, I mean, my drive really went up. And, uh, and it, it just drives you. And, and you know what? Also, you whenever you're down here, man, if you want to reach out to me, if you're ever down here as far as far down as Boca Raton and Palm Beach County, feel free to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to meet up with you and take you all the places where you're catching massive fish. Man, that sounds great. I'll have to look at our, uh, our travel route. I'm not sure exactly how we're going to get to Anna Maria from South Carolina, but if we're anywhere in the area, that'd be so fun to meet up and, and go fishing. Absolutely. Hey, it doesn't have to be this trip it could be any trip you're more than welcome down here man i appreciate it and i really do thank you for being on the podcast this was a ton of fun and you just gave me a whole new excitement for going fishing when i'm down there i'm so glad man i'm really happy well i'll uh, i'll keep you updated when this podcast episode airs and i'll post a couple things on tiktok uh just about us us getting together and chatting and hopefully yours blows up soon Absolutely. I think I'm already following you on TikTok. I like all your stuff, man. Your stuff is cool. Hey, thanks. It's it's goofy. My wife got me into it and now I just kind of have fun with it. So Hey man, it's you, right? It's yeah. you. Yeah, that's hey. exactly it. I'm like, I'm not gonna be like all, you know, prim and proper and, and planned out. I just do it and typically it's one take and I'm done because <laughs> that's just me. That's it, man. That's it. I'm happy. Well, hey, thanks again. Uh, I definitely appreciate you being on you. It seems like you have an awesome family and you're living the life you want. And hopefully, uh, it just continues that way. I know it will with your drive. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I'd be more than happy to come back if you ever want to have me back. Oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll have you back on once I put some of these fishing tactics to you. So I'll let you know how it happened. Right on brother. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, guys, what did I tell you about Will's excitement for fishing? That guy is like a bottle rocket, goes 0 to 60 in 0.3 seconds. I mean, he loves fishing with every fiber of his being, and I hope to be that excited about something soon. Um, But I do really, really want to get back down to Florida, and this time I'm going to be making a trip over to West Palm Beach to hang out with Will and hopefully do a day of fishing with him. And he's got a couple little kids who... Um, He said absolutely love fishing, so I think it'd be cool to do a family trip down there, bring a couple small rods for the kids, and they could all get out and have a good time. So I hope you guys all took something from that episode. If nothing else, just a newfound passion for getting outside. So until next time, always choose adventure, and God bless.